Good morning. News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News at 739, and we normally would talk to the public information officer for PPD, Mike Wood, but he is out. So we have his uh, very, very good helper. We have um, Greg Gordon. Officer Greg Gordon is also in the public information office. Uh, Greg, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Happy New Year, everyone. Glad to be here. Very good. Well, this morning we are dealing with a horrendous traffic backup on Three Mile Bridge due to a multi-car accident. Uh, tell me what's going on right now. Yeah, we have a three-car crash on the bridge. Uh, um, both lanes were blocked uh, temporarily. Now there's one lane traveling e or north and south that is blocked. So traffic is making it through. We just we just ask you to be patient. We're going to get this uh, cleared up as quick as we can. But nobody was hurt, thank goodness. Yeah, that was uh, somebody sent me a picture, so I saw the front end of the uh, at least one of the cars that was involved in that, and I thought, ooh, that's uh, pretty bad. But the good news is the people were sitting right next to the car, so thankfully, as you said, nobody was hurt but multi-car. Do we, at this point, know what happened? Were they, I mean, do we, do we have any idea what uh, happened? Yeah, one vehicle traveled southbound, and it, it, it had some uh, loss control and then crossed over. Uh, into the northbound lane and then um, and then struck a vehicle that was traveling northbound. Oh, gosh. Yikes. Well, I mean, it's yeah, yeah. very good that nobody was hurt. I mean, if that's the case, because, you know, the, the closure right there is, what, like 90 miles an hour at speed limit, right? So that's, thank goodness, nobody was hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's, pretty, yeah it's pretty yeah, pretty significant. Speaking of traffic, not Three Mile Bridge, but uh, Langley, of course, recently the city installed two new stop signs, the one at uh, Leesway and one at Hibiscus. And uh, I know some people like me, don't like the interruption in my trying to drive across Langley. Other people who have children or who are concerned about the high volume of traffic there after the soccer complex was put in are very happy about this. But there's always a transitional period, right? There's always a, hey, pay attention, there's new stop signs here. Do you have any notes on how traffic is going, whether there have been any problems because of the new stop signs? You know, we have it, and like you said, um, you know, they're brand new, so we're trying to give uh, some people some grace. Our motor officers are out there, our traffic units, they're out there monitoring, uh, and if they're stopping people, they're trying to give them warnings first, and then they're going to proceed on to, after this uh, honeymoon stage, we're going to start really enforcing it um, with uh, with uh, violation citations and things like that. But it's been, it's, uh, it's been working out well. Uh, people are really obeying the stop signs and, and paying attention. Well, that's obviously that's good news because we're trying to cut down. I remember, you know, back to Chief Leiter, he always said, repeatedly said that, uh, you know, traffic is the number one danger to people because it's the damage to property and life and limb. And so to the degree that we can cut down on traffic incidents, we can protect people. If you want to talk about what is really the biggest risk to public safety, that's it. And I, you know, I agree with him. So, uh, you know, that's important. One of the, one of the yeah. things, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, but, uh, you know, we, we need people to put down their phones and, you know, drive the speed limit. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly it, right? Um, one of the things that uh, Mayor Reeves has been proposing, uh, you know, we've talked extensively about the, the, the SWAT vehicle, which is an, an embarrassment. But one of the things that he mentioned that he wants to do is buy more barricades. I assume he's talking about the metal barricades that you see when you're at a parade that keep the crowd back from the parade. Is that right? Yeah, um, those are some of the uh, the barricades we're talking about. There's some others, uh, but those are the primary ones. And you know, just to uh, extend that that safety net for us, when these parades start, we have a lot of people coming over, uh, jumping these barricades, and not enough uh, coverage uh, to keep the parade, or, you know, the parade, the patrons safe. And uh, you know, the big thing is, is we we allow um, 
the public, or not public, but people with special events to use these barricades sometimes, and sometimes we don't get them back. So uh, really? we, we need to get some more, and, and, and yeah, and it's just unfortunate. But um, Like somebody's got them in their garage or something? Like <laughs> where would you store something so yeah. enormous? Hey, we, we, we got a hotline or two, so if you need to report some barricades, <laughs> give us a call. I'm picturing the guy out back in the alley. He opens up his trench coat, and there's this, you know, 15-foot metal barricade underneath there. Like, <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> I know, right? It just seems so preposterous. We, wow. we are having an egg shortage, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. Okay, so so you guys need more, and sometimes the inventory doesn't return home, so that, that makes sense. That's why you would need that. One of the other things, uh, obviously, we've been talking about this on the news this week, is that the um, Community Redevelopment Agency, the you know the the city council acting as a different city council, uh, voted to approve the funding to increase the number of officers dedicated to the CRA by two. So there's two now, and they're going to add two. Is that right? Yeah, and those two, those two, uh, they do some great work. Uh, um, I'll tell you, they they will gladly take this assistance and and having a couple more officers down there to, um, you know, more evening shifts uh, and and then to deal with special, uh, special circumstances. So they're going to, they're downtown's going to really have um, the coverage they need. And we look forward to it getting two more officers down there. Yeah. I was uh, particularly caught by surprise with the number of calls for service by percentage compared to the footprint of the city, which I, I understand the downtown is a little bit more dense and has a little bit more activity, but I was still surprised at how much those numbers uh, were high for that area. And we're talking about people who are going to be primarily not in vehicle, right? They're going to be on foot or on bike. Is that correct? Or are they also on uh, in the vehicle? Yeah, they have their vehicles, you know, inclement weather type things. But, you know, we uh, these, these officers, you know, we have some bicycles that they ride and they really – uh, they really get their steps in, and we, we <laughs> they they stay pretty physical fit because they are getting their steps in. They always get the mark and everything, um, but uh, they're going to be primarily. But and you see the increase of uh, of of building downtown. You know we have more residents, so they're going to have a lot of area to cover. We we're talking about the two extra officers in the community redevelopment area, the downtown kind of area. Uh, of Pensacola. And uh, I thought actually somebody had brought up the question in the city council agenda review where they said the people who are going to work that job are not going to be brand new officers. We're not hiring two new officers for that because you need people who know the area to work it. So we're going to transfer in from elsewhere and then hire on the back end to backfill to fill the vacancy created by that reallocation. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's how it's going to go. And, and, you know, we have officers that are in training now, officers that are in academy, and uh, some officers that are in, in field training, STO right now. So once those officers uh, are, are brought into the shift and are permanent and they're working on their own as a solo officer, we're going to be able to move the officers from different from those shifts or that actually are really interested in working downtown um, to, to those new CRA uh, spots. Because in the end, we want officers that want to be there, that want to, that really want to be a part of this and, and see the change and make the change. Cause you know, it, it's not always fun when you say, Hey, you got to do this. And it's not like something you really want to do. So, oh, right. Um, I mean, yeah, those you... are officers that are going to want to be, yeah, yeah. They want to be there. They want to do it. They want to see the change. They want to be a part of it. So look forward to that. 
the last thing I want to do with you, Greg, is uh, we always like to end with some kind of a cop myth or a did you know. And I have a question for you. One of the things that we learned from uh, Mike is that there is no detention capability at HQ for PPD. It's kind of surprising that people, I mean, you would think, right, PPD headquarters would have a place to store people that you arrest. But no, you have to take them to the Escambia County Jail, uh, just like any other agency. So my question is, sort of along those lines, in TV, maybe older TV, but still on TV, you have a drunk tank, right? A place where it's people who, they're not really dangerous, they're not really problematic, they're not, you know, felons, certainly, but they're people who really can't be out on the street anymore because they're drunk and disorderly. Is there such a thing as a drunk tank these days? You know, uh, we put a, we, we, we see that a lot, and uh, well, who is it, Barney, uh, Andy Griffith Show, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we, uh, we see the guy... Clyde, uh, the I think it is. Take himself into the into the jail and take a nap, and uh, we don't have that. Yeah, we don't have that. So, you know, if somebody is intoxicated or, or or we can't assist them and they haven't committed a crime in that aspect, uh, we usually take them to a medical facility and uh, they uh, they uh, sleep it off or, or or get get sober there, and then they 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 walk on out. So, yeah, that's where we take them. All right, so not really a drunk tank, which is what I thought was true, but I wanted to confirm it with you. That's why I like to ask the question. All right, very good. Officer Greg Gordon with the Public Information Office and the PPD. Uh, Greg, thanks so much for the time this morning. As always, thanks for what you do to keep us safe, man. I appreciate it. You know, and, and you know, we talked about myths. You know, I, I, I have to do this one. You know, every fire, firefighter has a hero in their police officers. Every what's that? <laughs> every firefighter has a hero. And we're police off. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, I think I'm getting a text in from Chief Craner right now. Okay. All right. Well, I need to attend to that. So very good. Uh, <laughs> Craig, thanks so much for the time, sir. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. So